Welcome back this week with Trauma, Drama, and Life. Uh, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm Kayla. And we're super excited to be back here with you guys. Uh, third episode uh, as we've been launching this new podcast just to be able to give you a slice of our lives. A uh, piece of like what we've been going through, what we've gone through, some of our story. Uh, we're going to work on having a, a link to be able to have people so they can submit questions, ask different things for us to talk about. Uh, but otherwise, we've got plenty that we can talk about on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah. And uh, a twist of our humor, too. <laughs> twist <for> you. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to listen to the last episode we did, um, we were going to talk a little bit about our story and then we got sidetracked with counseling and was talking to you guys about like don't go to counseling with a narcissist but anyways check that one out um like or rate the podcast because we'd love to be able to have this shared with a bunch of people just being able to give a, another insight into what we're kind of going through on a day-to-day basis but uh still talking about the past and things that we've kind of gone through kind of you want to catch us up to speed a little bit of where we left off last week because we didn't really go anywhere in the timeline yeah. uh and what's going on Yeah, so we left off last week with, like, came back and we went to counseling. We kind of, obviously, we touched on counseling and then just kind of how it's led us to the point that we have been now. And so a lot of questions get asked, like, if I am still trauma bonded, how do I trust Ben? How, um, how does it even work? Like, a lot of people are like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Totally, 100% get that. So first off, um, I wouldn't be able to continue to do this if he wasn't making the consistent change and that's what I tell people is like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him making those consistent changes because that's not like that's not the environment that I want to raise my kids in that's not the environment that somebody that I want to be with is if I'm being constantly like verbally abused like day in and day out like I was Mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah, and a lot of times, a lot of times people have that perspective, especially depending on where they're coming from in their journey. That sometimes they have that perspective of like, well, why are you still even here? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's something that you struggled with a lot too, because you, for a while, you had uh, a separate TikTok to try to be able to answer questions about all this, and you kind of got blasted a lot. Yeah, I, I just got yeah, I got blasted of like people would accuse me of like being a narcissist or like Ben's not changing or. Like, he's never going to change. A lot of accu- accusations. Yeah, a lot of accusations and just people being very, like, attacking. And that is not at all, like, not that, and at that point, I definitely wasn't able to take it because I was just, like, I was still healing. I mean, I'm uh, it's an ongoing healing process, obviously. Mm. But then it was still, like, a fresh womb. And, and to have people, yeah, and to have people, like, jab and jab and jab, it just kept igniting the womb and I was like I can't do this and I eventually ended up I stopped it for a while and then I eventually just deleted it altogether because I was just like I don't need this in my life because you had a lot of people that were just like coming at you like yelling at you like you're stupid for being with them basically yeah like I'm stupid for staying like you're just trauma bonded you're just this you're just this you're just that and so like at the time I was like well maybe I am still trauma bonded but then like it goes into looking at like well what is a trauma bond like what is what is exactly and like um obviously in a nutshell is you basically just continue to make excuses for them or you take the blame for everything or like whatever and at this point after like once Ben and I separated that's when the trauma bond started breaking and because we were this, more like limited contact. Yeah, we were <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't like no contact because we still swapped Sophia back and forth. Yeah. 
And he would still, I wasn't going to like not allow her to be able to talk to her dad. So he would talk to her, but we were definitely limited to contact. So it was, yeah, so that definitely like helped. And then along the lines of like coming back and like still working on myself and healing and building up my confidence and like, um, setting boundaries and boundaries that like, there's things that he, there's boundaries that I've set that he has no idea about. And that's a topic for another day. We could talk about boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like I, I just kept like working on myself. And even though we were together, I wasn't here. It was almost like I was like one foot in the door, one foot out the door for a while. Mm. Um, and then I think there was like just this like turning point of like I would be a thousand percent okay if I had to up and leave because he broke a boundary and that's like so there was like a flip that like switched and it kind of made me realize like oh like I'm not making excuses for him anymore I'm not doing this I'm not doing this like there's that, like an accountability level yeah. of like and I, I think I think I, I think I remember who said it but it doesn't really matter but like I think it was like the idea of like you know you can either you can either leave and Ben keeps cheating or you can stay and Ben keeps cheating. But like at the end of the day, like, you know, you can't determine whether you're going to leave or stay regardless of what he's going to do. Like he has to be responsible for his own decisions mm -hmm. and being able to make sure that that responsibility lied, lied on me versus it being like you being responsible for it, I guess. Right. Exactly. And so there was like that switch that flipped and I was like, wow, this is like so much, like such a relief. Like I didn't, wasn't making excuses for him anymore. I wasn't, um, I wasn't like whatever. And I was, I was basically coming at you like head on in one sense. So anytime that you would gaslight or manipulate, I would be like, no, like, right. what are you doing? Like, I just, I kept like coming at you and eventually like, not like, not to start like an argument, but it was just kind holding of like me accountable in that calling regard. you out and holding you right. accountable. Whereas like before I would just like, in one sense, like succumb and just kind of be like, okay, right. you know, like whatever, or I think make you made, excuses for you. I think you made a good point as far as like not making excuses for me anymore, because a lot of times that's what happens with narcissists. But like, we can kind of like dip our toe in this and then pull back because I don't want to like <laughs> put you through a bunch of it. But like the idea of like the trauma bond that you had was excessively real like it wasn't like it was like when when you said making excuses i think the first thing that i thought of was just like in with like people that we knew of like defending me mm -hmm. um for a good while before you actually knew like the truth of me cheating but then even after me cheating you keeping it under wraps for a good while as well to like um like s protect me really was really what it was bound to but like there's a lot of a lot of excuse making that that you did because I'd already put you through so much that you were just like, well, I don't know. I don't know your whole thought process. But like, I guess when you said like making excuses, that kind of made me think like, hey, like not that we have to dive into it, but just like that aspect right there of letting people know like that was something that was part of your regular life was yeah. making excuses for me. Yeah, like I, it was almost like a, like I, I had to protect him type aspect. So like, um, yeah, that's just, like, the thing that I, like, that comes to mind is, like, that aspect of, like, when you, like, just love somebody so much that you want to protect them and their reputation and, like, whatever, um, that you'll do whatever 
you can to protect that. And so I would make excuses. I would, um, I would kind of like play off like, or downplay Mm -hmm. different aspects or like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. or it's fine. Like, I'll be fine. Like, no worries. Like, whatever. Um, and eventually that just like, that catches up to you and that takes a toll. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people listening that, as you're saying that they're like identifying of like holy crap like i did that or like i guess even like the feeling of of guilt or shame after realizing like that i did that as far as like making excuses for an abusive person yeah i think that i mean you're gonna battle with that and my thing is is like obviously if you can like get help because talking through it and saying it out loud to someone who is a safe person, even if it's just a friend that you absolutely trust, saying it out loud to somebody who is safe of like, this is like the reason why I did that. It's kind of like, in one sense, like soothing or healing in one sense, because you feel like you're crazy. And having somebody meet you in the middle and like not judge you for for like thinking that and explaining like, hey, in the moment, that's what you thought was the right thing to do, or that's what you thought was supposed to happen. Um, yeah, I just recommend just doing something like that because mm-hmm. it's it. That's what kind of helped me, and it took me a while. It wasn't like I said it one time and like I magically right. like felt better about it. It right. took a really long time, and like thinking back, like it's almost like you have like this out of body experience once you get on the other side of like wow, like, I was, like, super crazy. (laughs) Like, there's things that I look back on and I'm like, why did I take that? Like, why did I even um, let that happen? Yeah, there's things that, like, we've talked about, and, like, obviously we haven't discussed on here yet, but, like, different things that we've talked about that has been, and, and a lot of stuff that we haven't talked about, you know, even that we haven't even brought up as far as, like, you know, different things that, that you accepted or allowed from me as far as, like, me pushing on to you in one sense that looking yeah. back you're just like holy cow like you know you, even i would imagine like for a lot of people listening like even like the idea of like i feel really bad for allowing that was there anything that you like said to yourself or kind of like work through to try to be able to help not not justify it but i guess like heal from that i think it just comes down to like forgiveness because there's like a whole aspect that i could talk i could take a whole podcast and talk about forgiveness because it's so detrimental to your healing. Um, and I think you have to learn, you have to start by forgiving yourself because like you, you have to realize that like when you're walking through something like that and you're being like men, like emotionally abused, like day in and day out. Um, especially like with Ben, like he's a covert narcissist. So I didn't really have like people that I could talk to because, like, obviously on the front aspect, like, people, like, thought he was amazing. Like, they were, they would have not ever guessed, like, that this was going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, like, come to the realization of just, like, forgiving myself and, like, almost, like, owning that this is a part of my story that God has placed in my life. And, I don't understand, like, at the time, I didn't understand why. I didn't know how God was going to use this. I didn't know, like, any of that. And I think since talking to so many people and, like, meeting people and things like that, they've said, like, 
I've been an inspiration to them or like we have helped them so much that that's like, okay, like, did it, it suck going through all of that? Absolutely. Would I do it again? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I think that it's just, just, yeah, just forgiveness. Like forgiveness of yourself is where you start healing and then trying to find someone who can be like that safe place to like talk to. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you touched on something there with the idea of, like, you're an inspiration for some people. But, like, I guess share a little bit how that could also be, you know, when you want to inspire people to heal, right. not um, not string people along with hope, right? As yeah. far as, like, being in, like, a, in a relationship with an abusive mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever, like, any type of, like, abusive relationship out there. What do you feel like you could say that would help people, like, understand where we are versus like where they might be in the process to not not give people I guess more hope that we're sitting here doing a podcast and I'm a narcissist and you're not you know like yeah what would be something from your perspective because I can say stuff from my perspective all day but like at the end of the day like a lot of people want to hear from you in that regard yeah so I think for me is it goes back to Obviously, I had no intentions when we separated. I touched on this, I think, in the, our first podcast. I had no intentions of really coming back. Um, and it just came down to him actually, like, 100% changing. Because I think there was times, there was, there's multiple times that in the past he was going to say, he's going to say, I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm going to be better. And it would last for, like, a day or two or two weeks max. Mainly when I got caught. Yeah. And, or, I don't think there was a time when I didn't get caught that I was like, oh, I'm going to change randomly. Yeah, I mean, I think other than that, other than the time that you thought that you were, like, a sociopath or something like that. Right, like, like, when, I I like be asked, when I asked that question. Yeah. yeah. But that was, like, quick, and then I made sure to... Right, it yeah, was just like... everybody else that it wasn't... It was just like a right. little blip in time, basically. Right. Um, Like, the next day, you acted like nothing happened, so... It was Actually, kind of, looks like, random, random side note, I, like... I don't, I don't remember what I was looking up on my phone, but I was looking up something on my phone, mm -hmm. uh, like a keyword. I like looked up a keyword, and it pulled up a photo, and it was actually a snap that you sent me uh, two years ago. I, I don't even know what keyword I used to pull it up, but like it was a snap that you sent me two two years ago. And in the in the snap, it actually says, like, you'll be happy to know that so-and-so thinks you have traits, but you're not a narcissist either. And so, like, it showed, like, in that moment that, like, the people that you were talking to that I'd already like communicated to like, Hey, by the way, like, you know, she thinks I'm a narcissist. Like, that's crazy. I'm not right. Mm -hmm. You know, that was already something that was there that even like in your communication to me is something that I saw. I think it was literally just today that I was like, Oh crap. Like I forgot about that, but also mm -hmm. like, it was just like evidence in one sense of, you know, other people that were saying stuff to you. Cause the, the person, the person that you were referencing to like later, like once I became more aware and once they became more aware, like, you know, also knew I was a narcissist. So, but yeah. it was kind of like interesting how like that part was like manipulated too. Yeah. Um, what were you? Sorry. Anyway, so like I started letting us some of that, but like the idea of like um, how how to make sure that people just don't get hope from from seeing you and me or yeah. hearing us since we're since we're on audio right now. But like how to not get hope or what what they should be looking or considering in their relationship versus latching on to the idea of like maybe maybe my husband will be like Ben or maybe my wife will change like that kind of thing yeah um I think that one it's there was something that I heard and it kind of goes along with um 
what I'm going to say is like, you have to pick your heart. You have to pick whether you're going to leave. It's going to be really hard or whether you stay, it's going to be really hard because it is very, very, very rare that there is something like this that happens, like Mm -hmm. where a narcissist actually like changes and heals. And I think it came down to for the longest time, like my heart was, I'm just going to stay. I'm going to put my head down and I'm just going to like face this head on and like, I'm going to get through it. And it was just like, there just, there was a time and somebody said like, you will, you will choose that hard until that hard becomes like, it's where your safety is completely like gone and you don't feel safe to even talk to that person. And that is when we decided to separate because it was any type of communication that happened between us just turned into an argument. It could literally be like, how was your day? And it would turn into like some type of argument because I could say how I had like a frustrating day and then he would try and come and one up me. And I was like, this is not how a relationship is. Like, this should not. My day was always worse than yours. Right. Right. This should not be, like, the case. This should not be happening. Like, what is going on? And so I was like, I don't want this for my, I don't want this for a daughter mm-hmm. or any future kids. Like, this is not the environment that I want to raise my kids in. And that is when I decided to leave. And he was in therapy at the time. And I was like, yeah, I could see that you're in therapy. But obviously, it's not, like, helping. Like, right. I mean, Like, at that point, like, I didn't care what I said, like, because nothing that I had said, nothing that I had, like, done or whatever was having him, quote, unquote, change. Was having an effect. Yeah, Yeah. having an effect. And so, I think there was, like, small, teeny, like, millisecond, like, blips of change. But it wasn't significant enough for me to be like, yeah, you're going to be healed from this or um, whatever and... Right. Yeah. No, that, that totally makes sense. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about the trauma bond, but like, just to sum up that one, just to give like people like an idea, I think like the biggest thing was, you know, go off of the actions, not the words. Like the only reason why, you know, we even got back together was because of changed behavior. It wasn't mm-hmm. because uh, I said I was going to change because I said that a million times. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge aspect of looking at the behavior. Not that. So like, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're struggling and you're wondering, like, do I stay? Do I go? Uh, you know, read that book. That's a good book too. But like just going through like the idea of like, what do I actually do? You know, go off of behavior, go off of like their actions, not their words at all, ever. Because like their words will, will lie and manipulate a million times over, but their actions are what you really want to see. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like the big aspect there. Um, I think like uh, one of the things that people asked a question about that I want to make sure we touched on since we didn't get a chance to last last episode was, you know, the idea of like, are you still trauma bonded to me or like, what does that look like in your life now? Well, I touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but. Um... Oh, that was like 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can wrap it up that way. If they didn't hear at the beginning, then they can hear it now. That's fine. Um, but yeah, no, like I think at this point, like there isn't any trauma bond um just because I don't make excuses for him anymore um I fully know that he is like a narcissist and like yes has he changed yes like is he a thousand times different than what he was last year 100% still Um, a lot more work to do though 
Yes, there's still obviously a I'm lot not more. perfect, even though my narcissistic <laughs> tendencies wants to say that I'm perfect all the time. But I mean, that's always been the case. Um, but I also, I know that I know the boundaries that I have set and would it be hard to walk away? Yeah, of course, that's any relationship when you end it, it's going to be hard to walk away. But I don't have an issue with packing up my stuff and leaving if he breaks any of the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that is huge for me because I've never I've never had that peace or that sense. Um, and I don't think about it often. Like, I just know that, like, I know that I have respect for myself and for um, my daughter mm-hmm. to not have her be in that type of, like, relationship. I don't want her to think that that is okay at all because it's not. And so, yeah, um, just to kind of, like, wrap it up, like, that's, like, yeah, I don't believe that I am. I mean, I, I have confidence that the trauma bond is, like, broken because compared to what I was and just thinking back, like, I was, like, I was, like, hella trauma bonded. Like, there's no other way to I mean, once explain it. I guess you could say, like, weak and addicted. Yeah. It was, it was really, really bad. And like thinking about it sometimes like not triggers me, but it brings up like this anxiety of like, why did I let myself get that bad? Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's some things that I often like will have like flashbacks to. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like what, right. yeah, what possessed me <laughs> to do that? Right. No, yeah, I think I think that's true. I think like it's kind of like the idea of like you have your your boundaries set and you have the things that that you know that I can't cross on and the things that you know you're not going to cross on as far as just like what you're going to allow. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like uh, I don't want to say like a backup plan, but it's almost like the idea of like hey, like it's it's your it's your line in the sand. It's your boundaries of like hey, if you cross this line, this is going to happen. And then resigning yourself to understanding like hey if that happens then this is the result and so you don't have to be worried about if it happens or not if it doesn't happen then you're like hey I don't have to worry about it and if it does happen then you're like hey I already know my plan I think like yeah. that's key is like understanding the the boundaries and the consequences and being okay with them and then obviously I mean we're still like growing learning changing healing building trust and things like that and that probably like helps but it also doesn't change that the boundaries there right and yeah. But yeah. Was, I had another thought, but I forgot. No, that's totally fine. <laughs> so, uh, well, anyways, we're going to wrap up today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you have a chance, uh, share this with a couple other people. Uh, like, rate the podcast. Um, this is the only place you can find it. It's just audio. And we're super excited to bring this to you once a week. Thanks so much for listening. And y'all have a great day. See you next week.